Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another Great Day Podcast episode. I'm your host and friend, Mayor K. And today I have a dear friend of mine, someone who I met on the set of filming a video for the Friendship Circle out in Michigan. Um, and uh, this, this guy just rolled right in and literally rolled literally. in. Literally. <laughs> literally rolled right in with a beaming energy, fantastic swag, and uh, just really, really livened up the place. And uh, from the get-go, I just, uh, just knew this guy was someone special, and I'm glad to have Ryan on the podcast. Mom, look, Mom, no hands. That's me. Hey, thanks for having me. Brother, no problem. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You're looking good, man. That, that beard's getting, getting a little crazy, huh? Yeah, it's because yeah. For, those who are, yeah, for those who are listening, uh, my beard, I'm still quarantined, hunkered down at home in Connecticut. And I, just, I just let it grow, and I'm tapping into my inner caveman right now. <laughs> That's good. It's part of one of the perks of, you know, what's going on these days is like, you know, I'm the, you know, casual dress, you know, um, pants, you know, is optional, but I've let my hair, i growing my hair out, my beard out. Yeah. I'm not wearing any pants right now, so it's fine. Okie dokie. <laughs> so we're, we're on that same groove, man. I feel like, <laughs> and I've got to say, um, I was, I was commenting before the podcast even started how you're right now sitting in the most pimping like zoom room. I don't know if this is, if it's your office, but like, on the set, you have like literally hundreds of, it looks like shoes and a bunch of caps and you're known for your back, you love wearing caps, but you've got an incredible room going on right there. Yeah, this is my home office. Uh, you know, I, I uh, do a lot of inspiring. I, I wanna be inspired in my own, you know, my own work area. And uh, so I, I made this room as special as I could make it. It's, it's all like piece of, little piece of me everywhere in this whole room, so. I love it. What's the, the fascination for, how many shoes do you have? That's, that seems like a lot. Uh, I have a, man, there's a few hundred, a few hundred pairs of shoes. Whoa. And I have like, um, probably close to a thousand hats, if not more. Get yeah. what? When did this obsession yeah. with, with hats and shoes, when did that come take place? Uh, so when I was, when I was a kid in school, you know, everybody, all the kids got to, because I don't have any hands, all the, but I look around and I see all the kids wearing rings and bracelets and I'm like, you know what? Like, I want to be able to like, be like represent myself I want to be like wear some bling I want to be able to do something so I was like the thing I can do is I can wear shoes and so I, I ever since I was really young I, my parents hooked me up you know got me the sweetest Jordans and I still have actually a couple pair of like original Jordans from from when I was a kid because no my feet really haven't grown and I wear a, I wear a preschool size uh shoe so that's a lot cheaper too so that's good but yeah, so I mean, some my, none of my all my shoes look almost brand new. Because I don't touch the bottoms of them, really, so <laughs> right. So they're just they're they're always in like prime yeah. condition. I love yeah. and that just you just like snuck it in there. I don't I don't know if anybody actually noticed it, but you it shows your optimism. Like you're saying, like yeah, you know, my shoes are like I, I get kitty shoes and like, but they're cheaper. So hey, that's cool. You know, like you always yeah. I always find you always find a way to look at things in a positive, optimistic light, and it's it's infectious, man. So I mean, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, um, real quick, real quick. Uh, when I send yeah. like an intro intro email to like meet somebody that I haven't met in person, um, I always tell them that I'm a I'm a I'm a father, husband, designer, motivational speaker, mentor, and then I say who just happened to be born without arms and legs because really like it's that's not really doesn't really represent me. It's all all those other things that represent who I am more you know more than than my disability. A hundred percent. So for those who do not know. Ryan and I love you know can tell me more about it, but Ryan was diagnosed um, from birth. He's has and pronounce if I'm wrong, con, con, conjunctal limb deficiency. 
Yeah, congenital limb deficiency. Congenital. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, thanks, buddy. I got one. I got two thirds of it right. Um, yeah. What What exactly is it? Um, and it, how rare is that disease? Um, would you call it a disease? I, excuse my French. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say it's, it's a disease. But disease, um, right? This, it's. It, I mean, yeah. I mean, um, it's it's pretty rare. It's it's really common nowadays. So I think it's like one in. I think it's like maybe one in seventy-five kids are like born with a missing finger or a missing hand, um, but then and then there's other things where like the umbilical cord will wrap around uh, parts of the arms or legs and then cause like you know, um, I would say like not not development like the arms and legs won't be developed. So, but mine mine was just a a, a condition that happened and they called it an act of God, and you know it's it is what it is. Um, as much as I, my wife's going to laugh after I said that, because I hate that saying it is what it is, because obviously it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, um, I mean, it's just, it's the cards that I was dealt. And at a young age, I decided, you know, this is the hand I was dealt and I'm going to play it. So play it full out. Wow. Wild. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, but that's a, it's an amazing theme because I've, I've come across um, with, with kids and adults who have, um, who had, you know, missing arms, missing legs, different types of, you know, challenges that were born with that they didn't choose or didn't, didn't have through an accident. But they're, they're on a spectrum of how they handle that, how they approach life. You're someone who comes across as someone who's on like this top tier level where nothing gets you down. Like you've just always an optimal level, facing, facing your challenges, learning skills that most people who have all their limbs do not take on do not challenge themselves with where did this take place did you read a certain book did you meet somebody where did you come up with this and track get inspired to take on life the way that you do um i wish there was a i wish there was a simple answer to that it's but the honest honest to god truth is just my parents like at a young age they are you know at my youngest age i can remember they were always pushing me to, and telling me that I, I can do anything i want to do and 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 I built up that confidence. Uh, you know, growing up, people mis uh, mistaken my confidence for cockiness because it was something I had to be. You know, it was I couldn't yeah. say like I think I can do that. I, I think I could drive a car. I had to say no. I can drive a car. I can do it. And yes, it, it might have come off as you know a little cocky, but that's that whole mentality of me not not thinking I can do something, not not believing it. I can do something. I had to know I could do something, and. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's a lot, it's a lifetime of training. I like to tell people, it's like people that go to the gym and they work out and they build up muscles and they, and they don't just get that big overnight. They don't just get that, that train that, 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 uh, you know, it's, it's something that I had to build up. I'm, I'm 40 years old. This is something I had to build wow. up my, yeah. my entire life. So, um, it, you know, when I talk to people and I mentor people and, um, you know, when I go do talks, people are like, how you got to teach me how to do this. I'm like, absolutely. I'm, that's what I'm doing. But like, it's not going to be overnight. You know, it's, it's a, everything that happens in your life. It has to, you have to find the positive in it. Um, good or bad. Um, we don't learn things from things being handed to us. I fail at things every single day. And, um, and, and it's how I grow and it's how it became who I am. You know, um, if everything was just given to me my entire life and, you know, it made things were made accessible. I wouldn't have been able to figure out things and and uh, get get over them, get through them. And and so, a struggle is what I deal with. I you know that saying, uh, mayors, failure is not an option. Well, yeah, I say failure is a must, and I do it every day, and I continue to do it until I get it right. Whoa, 
that's a, that's a, that's a taking in and switching on the head. Most of us are afraid of failure. Most of us are afraid to even start because of the failure of the, those emotions. I know multiple times in my life that I've stopped doing something like that, but that's, but I like that. It's, it's, it's not, you know, win or lose or win or, or win or, you know, succeed or fail, 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 a fail. What I've heard is as well as um, like Michael Jordan, we used to say, it's, you know, him taking that shot. It wasn't about, you know, whether it's, you know, winning or losing, it was winning or learning, you know, you always, it's always a learning experience on mm -hmm. whatever may, may come to you. So, I mean, you definitely embody that. And, but again, it's like, there's this idea of, okay, you know, like, looking, like looking at things in a positive light, but with you, I feel like there's, there's, you got you can sort of coast through life that way with you, you know, you're a guy with no arms, no, no legs. And here you are ATVing, flying planes, uh, you know, swimming, like, holy moly. I mean, like, how's surfing. this? Surfing. How, <laughs> surfing, how do you even function? Like, in the pool, I don't even know, I, technically, how, actually, I'm curious to know how you even, like, do that. But you're, you push the limits. Is that, do you feel like you have to, you have to put down extra, double the amount of work to get to where people go just casually? Like, or is it just a mindset where you're like, you know what, I'm always consistently pushing myself because if I'm not, I'm going to recede back into a place of, of, you know, who knows, of darkness. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the video of me training, but you know, you mentioned do I have to do a double? I, I would say they say every for every missing limb, it's two times the amount of energy um, that somebody else would take to do something. So, like for me to get up and down the stairs, I do that. I do that two times a day. Like go up and down the stairs before I work out every single day. So technically, that's what that's two hundred times more percent of wow. energy that I'm using to do things. And yeah, I mean, like. People ask me all the time, they're like, you've done so much. What have you done? Or what is on your list that you haven't done yet? And honestly, I tell them, like, I have a long list, but there's nothing on my list that I haven't done. Um, if it's something that I've wanted to do, I've already done it, or I'm going to figure it out. And if I haven't figured it out, I truly, I truly really must, I must not want it because everything else I've, I've figured out. So, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I push myself. And I'm curious to know what, 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 what are two things on that list? What are two things on that list? Uh, I want a Tesla. I want to figure out how I can get uh, my wheelchair inside of a Tesla and drive. I, I drive a car now, but it's like it's a it's a soccer mom minivan, and I'm, I'm, I'm you know <laughs> as my, as grateful bro, as I am. Like exactly, I want you got, something you got cool, the brands man. bling and the backwards cat, bro. That does not fly in the, in the Odyssey. You know what I'm saying? We need <laughs> yeah. that Tesla. Yeah. Elon Musk is a big fan of the podcast, so Elon, you know, hook a brother up. Hook a brother up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me up, Elon. And uh, second on the list is. Uh, so right now I do a lot of mentoring of families that have kids, kids born like me. Um, and I actually want to start doing this more globally, like reaching out to kids that have disabilities in other countries. And uh, that's, that's number, number, number two on the bar on the list that I'm going to be doing soon. Um, maybe it's a TV show. Um, I don't know what it is, but uh, we're going to, I know you out. did some acting though. You act with that with what's the name with, um, from Breaking Bad, didn't you have? Oh, like yeah, I was, I was, I was in a, I was in a TV, I was in a movie. Unfortunately, it never got, it never came out. But I was opposite Aaron Paul and uh, Lena Olin from uh, Alias. Yeah. yeah oh so snap! Was, How was that? Yeah, was that recent? Cool. Was that recently? No, it was like four, five years ago. Five years wow. ago. Yeah. Unfortunately, the movie never made it out. I don't know if it was. I don't know what it was, but it's it was, crazy. It was, yeah. It doesn't matter. I was there, and I, you know, it was so. Cool. You experienced it. Was it cool? Was it a cool experience? Yeah, it was super cool. Yeah. Is uh you know I, I'm a huge fan of movies and TV, and to see like how many times they had to take like different angles, they had to reshoot my part and reshoot my line over and over again. Not because I messed up, just because they 
They want one behind my head, one behind the other actor's head, one over here. It's right. so cool. Right, two shot, wide shot, over the yeah. shoulder, close yeah. up. Right, so I mean, to go back to what you were saying, how you mentor um, kids, families who have the s similar, um, how similar disabilities. Uh, disabilities, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of, with you, um, with what you have, what's usually the, the first, what's a big hump that has to be taught? What's like the first thing that, you know, the child has to learn or is, is it something physically they have to learn or is it a mental like, you know, challenge or mental wall they have to get over that you work with them on? Um, I, I, honestly, it's, it's more, I guess it depends on the kids. Some kids like pick things up differently. Some, like some of the kids that I work with, like I roll, I don't use my wheelchair in my house. I scoot on the floor or I roll on the ground and like causing like me rolling on the ground. Um, it's much easier, much faster. But some of the, some of these kids, like they, they, they've been scooting on their butt the whole time. But what I've found about scooting on my butt is it messes up my hips. It hurts my back after a long time. So it's like, it's like the things that I've got, gotten to learn over these 40 years that I can teach these kids right away because there was no, Mayor, there's no book written on like how to live life without arms and legs. Like I wrote mm. this book, I wrote this chapter every day of my life and I'm still figuring things out, you know? So, right. um, and then, and then there's products. Like I use a bidet, like I go to work, I work downtown Detroit for uh, Quicken Loans, Rocket Mortgage. Um, and I use a bidet toilet seat at work and that's, that's the only accessible thing I have there besides my van. Um, and people are like people, the, the bidet toilet seats weren't designed for people with disabilities. They were just designed for everybody. Right. So mm. like when I tell people, occupational therapists and physical therapists that I'm using one, they're like, what, how come we didn't think of this? You know, I'm like, so, so like still <laughs> to this day, like there's these, there's just things that I've, I call them life hacks, you know, like Ryan hacks. And I just like, yeah. it out, and I get to share these things with uh, the families and the kids that are born like me. That's amazing. Yeah, you're just you're you're experiencing and sharing your knowledge as as you come along. You're learning new ways, and that's something that I found amazing. I I saw a video where you you were being interviewed, and you you explained how you learn you learned sort of similar, I guess, from like my my left foot with um um what's his Daniel what's Day his Lewis was Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, like he's like you know he's painting, he's drawing with his foot. You started off that way, and you're like, wait a second. I don't want to, I don't want to continue living life by drawing with my foot or writing with my foot. I want to learn how to do it with my hand. And you challenge yourself and you did that. I love, I love the example you used for like, going to a bank. Yeah. I, was, I said, like, I'm not, I'm not going to be 30 years old and have to go to the bank and then like hop up on the counter, like my full body just to write, you know? So I figure out how to draw with a pencil between my, here, I'll show you. Oh, right. And the pencil right here. That's ins Wow. Yeah. yeah so you're, so Ryan right now, Ryan, you're, hold, you're holding the pen between your shoulder and your, and like your cheek. My chin and my shoulder. Yep. Yep. My cheek. Yeah. Yep. And I'll draw and write like that. And yeah. That's and so wow. that's a, you know, that, that, um, that was, um, that was like, that was like groundbreaking. That was like crazy when I was like, wow, like I could do how this. How old were you when you, how old were you when you, yeah. when you figured that out? I think I was eight. I think wow. I was eight years old, and I was actually I was just talking to uh, one of the parents that have a they have a kid born like me, and she's like, my son he's drawn with his feet, and you know we're gonna try to you know put the pen maybe in his mouth, but we're like worried that you know we want him to be able to type and use Siri, and I was like, no, like really you have to try getting him to do this because too much Siri, too much Google Voice, then the, he's gonna struggle with uh, like spelling and reading, you know, because it does it all for him. So like no, like hey, force him. You know, it's, he's he's a kid, so he's gonna be like, ah, oh, it hurts, so it bothers me. But 
whatever. Like we're all lazy. Like we're all lazy as kids. Right. But like you know, push him. He, I know he can do it. So you know, I said, hey, let's FaceTime. I'll jump on there. I'll show him how like me drawing drawing something with it. And hopefully that'll help. So we're gonna be doing that soon. But you know, it's just like I said, it's just like little 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 hacks that I've learned over the years to to help. And man, I want to be able to share that with everyone. That's well, I mean, that's, that's amazing. And it seems like it's so crazy because like you've picked the one job where you have to use your ha drawing skills. I mean, you're a graphic designer, <laughs> you're the developer, yeah. like you're, there you are using, you know, you chose the one thing where you need your hands or some sort of mobility to type, to use a mouse and, yeah. uh, but you embrace it. You, 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 you learned that skill. And now, I mean, here you are, you have a job, you go to, you have a family, you're doing the many different things that they told you as a kid that you were never able to do. Oh yeah, they said literally day one they they said there's they tell my parents he's not gonna be able to have a wheelchair or go to regular school, have a family, have a job. They just said they just day one they told my parents like forget about it. Like I was gonna be a uh, bump on a log, uh, you know. That's it. That's what they told them. They even gave your mom an option not to have you or yeah, to give you away. Said, um, yeah, I can tell you that story if you'd like. Um, the day I was born. Um, they took me away from my parents and um, the doctor said, Hey, before we bring you your son, we want you to know that there's something wrong. And my mom says, I don't care. Like bring me my son. I want to see my son. Right. And uh, they're like, well, you know, before, before we do, and before we let you take him home, we want you to know that he was born without arms and legs. And she says, I don't care. What do you mean? Before you're going to let me take him home. He's my son. I want my son, bring me my son. And so they, they, they brought me to them and, um, and wow. my, my dad's my dad said he knew right away that I was a fighter and and the the day two of me being uh after day two after I was born they took me my parents me and my parents in a room with all the occupational therapists and physical therapists and all these doctors and they they went over the list of things like I said the things I wouldn't do and uh wow. and, and my dad pretty much told him hey my my son's two years old and you're already predicting his future two days old. he said two days old and uh and he said, I have a prediction for you. He's going to do each and every one of those things and more. And, and that's pretty much, you know, from that day forward, like they pushed me, they told me about it and um, they helped me get through everything, man. I mean, I, I wouldn't be who I am today without my parents. That's, that's for damn sure. That's tremendous. What, a, what an approach where the doctors were coming and focusing on all the things that you cannot do. Your folks were like, let's focus on what we can do. And, and you sort of opened yeah. up the podcast with that kind of, mentality what can i do what you know we can focus on what's the worst that could happen what the best that could happen you know what what could you do that that is insane what what how old were you when you realized that you were different from the other kids um i think i've always known um it wasn't like you know those some of those stories where you're like oh i was 10 and i realized that um and i only had one leg or something like that it's like i was like wondering i'm like hey i try to think back like was there i think i think all the time I think my parents let me you know real let me know that there was differences but let me know that those differences were okay and those differences mm -hmm. didn't matter and I and I think um I'm, I'm so thankful that they didn't try to like treat me like hey you're just like all the other kids like no they're they saw my difference and um they helped me know that I can do anything and um so I think so from a really young age um that that's that's where it started when I I remember this, I remember one time I was hanging out with this, uh, this boy and I was super young. I think I was, and you gotta remember, I told you earlier that they said my disability was an act of God. So I had this, 
strange relationship with God when I was a kid. And I remember hanging out with this, uh, one of my parents' friends. What was that relationship look like? What was that? What, uh, what was that? What was strange about it? Well, it was strange because imagine somebody telling you that God did this to you your entire life. Yeah. And you not, you know, and I think I was eight years old when I was, I was hanging out with this boy. It was one of my parents' friends' kids. And we hung out and he was, old, he was much older than me. And my parents told me a couple of days after us hanging out, they said, hey, I think his name was Zach. They said, hey, um, Zach's parents called us and they said that before he met you, he was wanted to, he wanted to commit suicide. And, you know, he, you showed him that, you know, that not, anything's possible. And I think that day is when I realized that God didn't punish me. God made me different. God put me here for a reason. And that, was, that reason was to teach people and to help people and to inspire them and make them laugh. And so ever since that day, I've called my disability a superpower because I have, the, I have, the, I have a power to enter a room and make, make people smile, make people laugh and change their life. And, uh, you know, so my relationship wow. with God is much, much different now. Wow, that is unbelievable to to be able to have that effect and to and to realize that that truly is a gift and that it is a superpower to be able. I mean, you're to literally save lives. How many times have you walked into a room? Have you you know talked? And I mean, you you know the stories that people reach out to you and 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 say, hey, thank you, and you you've had this kind of effect on me. But imagine the people who don't reach out as well. So that's yeah, I've had a I've had a lot of messages, emails over the years, phone calls. People tell me like, "Hey, you met you met a friend of mine. He was going to kill himself, and he met you." And it's, I'm like, "Wow, wow! Like, this is why I'm here." And I, you know, I thank God for, I, you know, honestly, I, I thank God for the gifts He hasn't given me. As much as I give, thank Him for the gifts He has given me because it's the things He hasn't given me that made me who I am. So, wow. When it comes to I me, mean, you, you've mentioned God a couple of times now. And you've had your troubles, uh, you know, or you had your <laughs> challenges in believing, you know, or, or your faith in God, perhaps? Is that, is, is, I don't know if words in your mouth, is that, is that true? Or was there any time when you didn't believe it, you lost your faith? I wouldn't say, I, I think I've always believed in God. It was just like, I was kind of mad at him. It's like, you know, like, right. <laughs> it's like God, I'm, it's, it's funny because I tell people all the time, they're like, hey, do you go to church? And, you know, and do, you know, I pray every night. Like, I believe like God is in my heart. And um, I have a special relationship with God. Like me and God have this deal worked out where like, I'm going to go out. He made me this way for a reason. And I'm going to go out and use his gifts to inspire people. You know, I'm, <laughs> and uh, that's what I do. And, and I thank God every night for, like I said, for the gifts he hasn't given me just as much as the gifts he has given me. Wow. And, and gifts that you have, I mean, that you have, or I mean, quite a few, I mean, you have, it's, it's quite incredible. You know, growing up, the doctor said you wouldn't have, you know, the job, you got the job. But what's really amazing is that you, you have a family, you know, you, you dated, you found your wife, you got married, you got kids, you really built a home. And, um, and it's another, I, I mean, for, I, I was curious to know, like, you're a young guy, you're, you're on the dating scene. What was that like dating, you know, in your, in your teens or your twenties? What, you know, how, how, yeah, this, I'm, tell me, tell me a dating story, man. I'm, I'm just want to know it's, oh. I'm single, man. Teach me, teach me your ways, bro. It's, it's, uh, it's so funny. I'd never, never had a problem, uh, meeting girls when I was younger. It's like, uh, I remember like, I would, I would talk to a whole bunch of girls and my buddies like, you know, he's like, it's easier for you. These girls, they feel sorry for you. And I was like, Oh really? Ooh, bro, I was that's, like, really? That's rough. Yeah. I was like, really? So we went out one day. They're going to love this story. We went out to this bar in Canada. Cause 
Canada, you only have to be 19 to, to go to the bars over there. Yeah. And Canada's right across the border from Detroit. So we went over there and I was like, so, hey, you think because I'm in this wheelchair, I, that's why I had no problem meeting girls. I said, I'm going to sit up at this bar here. And I'm going to let you take my wheelchair and you go, you can use it the rest of the night. You go meet as many people as you want. And since, you know, girls feel sorry for people in wheelchairs. I said, uh, I said, go ahead and l- let's see how this works out. So I don't know. It was like two, three hours go by and he comes up to me. He's like, man, I'm really sorry. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, I was wrong. He's like, it's not your wow. wheelchair. It's obviously your personality. And I said, yeah, and, you know, I've been friends with you for a while. And it's pretty sad that you didn't realize that. And I said, so now that it's the end of the night, can you put me back in my wheelchair? And also before you do that, can you reach in my pocket and grab the four or five phone numbers, girls, girls, phone numbers that I got while I was sitting at the bar. <laughs> hey, this guy. Wow. Closing shop, sweeping up. That, that well, is- like I said, that goes back to the whole confidence thing, man. You, you have to be confident in everything you do. And, and that's, you know, that to me, confidence is the, is the key to success. Mm. Did you have did you have a, uh, a pickup line or go to, or was it just your, your just your smile, your confidence? Just, uh, just 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 a, just a smile and confidence. Yeah, that's all I needed. I like it. I like it. And and tell me what happened. You met Carrie, your your wife now. Like you, how did you how did you guys meet? And um and what how did that yeah how did that go about? So we actually met at a we actually met at a friend's bar, and um I was just hanging. I wasn't even supposed to be there that night, so it was kind of ironic and. She was walking, walking around and I like, we just locked eyes and she came over. We talked for probably the rest of the night. And I remember leaving there that night and I said, Hey, I just met my future wife. My buddy's like, come on. I was like, no, man, I'm telling you, I, I just met my future wow. wife. Holy and, um, How'd you know? And I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It was just uh, love at first sight, I guess, you know, I mean, oh, it's just, I just felt something. And so I waited the whole three days to call her because back then I had a rule. You wait three. Oh days yeah, dude, the rules, the game. There was, there's a playbook. Yeah, there's a playbook. <laughs> yeah, there's a playbook. So I followed the playbook, and then she's like, "Hey," and I call her up. She's like, "Hey, how come you didn't call me?" I was like, "Hey, I'm just following the rules, you know. There's rules." Right. She was, she was mad about that, and she's like, she's like, "Want to hear something weird?" I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "My mom knows you," and I was like, "Okay, that's really weird." Yeah. She said, huh. she said when. When I was younger, I used to draw these greeting cards because I knew I was going to have to come up with a bunch of money to uh, uh, drive. So I started at a really young age, 12, 13 years old. So I was drawing these greeting cards and selling them at craft shows. Well, her mom was one of my customers at the time that bought one of my cards. Whoa. So okay, so many came, levels, right? You're hustling <laughs> at 13, creating gift cards, you're saving for a car. Bro, that is, you're insane. That's yeah. incredible. You're an entre- yeah. entrepreneur mindset. Yeah. And, uh, so she's like, yeah, well, I came home and I, was, I said, I met, I met this guy named Ryan. He's in a wheelchair. He has no arms and legs. And she's like, well, she didn't even say his name. She's like, is his name Ryan? And she's like, what? She's like, yeah, his name's Ryan. She said, Carrie, I bought one of his greeting cards when he was younger. And she's like, and when you were in the Navy, because Carrie was in the Navy, she said, I sent one of his cards to you. So she ran up in the attic. She ran up in the attic and she actually got the card that, that her mom sent her of mine. Like it's, that's it's crazy. A, that's a trip. That's crazy. Yeah. Talk about yeah. talk about a higher power, destiny, lives entwining. Yeah. That is really special. Very, very special. Wow, that's incredible. So how how is it, you know, being in a relationship? How is it being a father? I mean, I guess, you know, do you do you find it challenging as the kids are growing up how to um 
were there any times where you, you felt less than or you felt like you weren't doing a good enough job or they deserved better? Was any of these types of thoughts or creeping See, I, I never I never let my I never let any thoughts like that go come into my head at all because it's like it's just putting me too much to me it's wasted energy. It's like things that I cannot change. I kinda I always say if you can't fix it, forget it. And you always have to make the best of the situation. So like people say, oh, hey, you, you, you're lucky you didn't have to change diapers, but I changed diapers. Like I didn't change them as much as my wife did, but there's times where she had to take a nap or she had to leave him with me for a little bit. And I fed him and I changed his diaper. And, um, wow. you know, I, I, felt, I felt some guilt a little bit when he got a little bit older and he wanted to play catch. But so like we figured things out. We, played, we bought him one of those things where you throw the ball at the net and it bounces back and you catch it. Like we just figured things out and we figured things out together. And um, out of all the amazing things I've done in my life, the things I'm most proud of are my two kids. I mean, there's, there's nothing that'll beat that. I have two mm. amazing kids. My kids are, my kids are amazing. They are. I mean, they, they, wow. I mean, that's, that's, that's amazing. That's special, man. I mean, talking about baseball, you're also, uh, you're coaching some baseball as well. Yeah. Uh, so I retired from coaching baseball two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Um, I just, just have to, I just have to like dribble in the, the many different things that you do because I want the listeners to know the like how many like the range of things that you do and excel at just so they should know that there is no excuse <laughs> there is no excuses in life yeah yeah i mean definitely no excuses i mean if you had an excuse that's that's it's, it's you'll get over it you have to figure it out man if you truly want something in life i have this saying mary you might have seen it it's uh the only thing in life that's going to stop you or slow you down is yourself and my saying is don't be your own speed bump because truly man like excuses and your own fears is the only thing that's going to stop you. No, nothing else can stop you. Um, so yeah, I coach baseball. We, I coach travel baseball. When I, when I was 12 years old, I started coaching my brother's baseball with my father and we coached for four, three or four years. And then when my son got old enough, I started coaching his travel baseball team. We, uh, we won some championships and uh, man, it was a lot of fun. And then last wow. year, although I retired from coaching base, uh, travel baseball, Two years ago, last year, I got uh, I coached half the season with uh, my son's new team, so it was it was a lot of fun. Wow, that's that's really amazing. What scares you, Ryan? Is there anything that scares you, or you're afraid of, or a fear that perhaps you want to face, but something that uh, gets Honestly, you, I can't... stops you in your tracks? And nothing. <laughs> I always tell people I'm, I'm fearless, like, and then that's and that's another thing, like that's just that's just the way, I, like. Fear, fear is something that stops you, you know, and, and I don't let anything stop me. So, like I said, if there's something I want to do and I haven't done it yet, then I'm going to get there and do it. Otherwise, I really didn't want to do it enough. And uh, I, I definitely don't let fear stop me from doing anything. Wow, that's, that's amazing. So, if, I mean, what, do you have like one or two tips for someone who could like perhaps someone who's being their own speed bump, someone who's slowing down or self-sabotaging themselves, perhaps out of fear, perhaps fear of success, um, maybe they're in self-pity. You know, maybe they, they have a disability or they have, some, you know, a mental illness that's, you know, that's slowing them down in a certain way. What, what can you share, you know, that, that perhaps would be able to shift their mindset and to look at things a bit differently? Uh, my grandma told me this one a long time ago. She said that it always could be worse. No matter what happens to you in life, it always could be worse. And you need to be grateful for every moment, every second of your life, because if you're not grateful for the positive things, 
And if you're not grateful for the negative things that, that, that are actually lessons, like you said, Michael Jordan said, um, everything is a lesson. If you, if you start to look at things, everything as a lesson, you know, being, being born with a disability, I could spend every single moment of my life feeling sorry for myself. And I deal with pain all day long there. I have both my hips. Well, one of my right, my right hip is dislocated and I have constant pain there and both of my shoulders are dislocated. And, oh, and if I focus, and if I focus, focus on the pain, that's, that's where my mind goes towards the pain. And if I focus on all the positive things that are happening in my life and the things that I'm making it, you know, and, and some people are like, well, some people don't have anything positive going on in their life. And I always tell them, if, you, if you're struggling to find something to be grateful for, start with the air you're breathing, you know, because unfortunately, you know, especially in these times, there's a lot of people that don't, are not breathing so well. And um, 100%. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, a that's attitude, of, attitude of gratitude. Yeah, that's right. Gratitude, right? Like everything's, everything's gratitude. Be grateful for everything. Wow, brother. That's, that's, that's quite amazing. So just fill me in on, on what's cooking. Do you have anything lined up? Something that you're excited about project wise or, you know, anything that, you know, that you have in the pipeline that's, that may be coming up soon? So I'm uh, working on a children's book. Nice. Uh, what, yeah. What's the book about? The book is about a little boy that was born without arms and legs and he discovers that he's different and I can't give you too much of it because I'll give you the give away the title. All right, but that, all right, all right. All right that's all gonna right. be <laughs> that's gonna be coming soon. And um, obviously, I'm gonna be once once everything starts to open up again, I'm gonna start doing a little bit more traveling locally and doing more mentoring. And uh, I actually want to get into uh, comedy, stand up comedy. So yeah. I love it. Another thing yeah, to tackle. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> you you already shared a, quite a few quite a few stories on here, and I'm sure you've got a lot more to share. And your perspective on life is going to be, let me know when and where I'll be there. All right. Sounds good. And we got to get Elon Musk. You said he's a big fan of the podcast. Big fan, big fan. Oh, he's a big fan. (laughs) Top top five. He's top five. (laughs) Um, Yeah, for sure. Um, So Brian, how can people find you? Um, Where could they, how could they book you for for a speak uh, as a speaking, um, for a speaking gig, all that jazz. You can go on my website, lookmomnohands.com or uh, my Instagram is also lookmomnohands.com. YouTube is look mom, no hands. And, uh, but if you, if you go to my website, lookmomnohands.com, you can get to all my social media and, uh, you can, you can book me right on the website. Amazing. 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 Ryan, you're a rock star. Thank you so, so much for hanging out with me today yeah. and sharing your story. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Hope to see you in person again soon. I know. It'll I look fun. forward. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I like once things start opening up, man, either I'll come to you or come to New York. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll throw you back in that uh, ball pit over at the. <laughs> oh, epic, epic, epic! That's, you gotta that's... put that. You gotta put that clip in. You gotta put that clip in right here where I kicked I... you in the. <laughs> yeah, that's right. For those who haven't seen it, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it in somewhere. But if not, definitely go back to my Instagram uh, and uh, find me and Ryan just throwing me into a ball pit back in Lifetown and Friendship <laughs> Circle. Yeah, Friendship Circle. Yeah. All right, man. All right, dude. Thank you so much. Keep shining your light. Keep rocking and rolling, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, man. See you. Thank you.